What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host, Louie, from Free Spirit Tattoo. And before we start, just want to give a shout-out to our sponsors, badmojo.com.au. They're an Australian-based merchandise company that does things like T-shirts, stubby holders, key rings, all that sort of stuff. So if you want to get anything made, hit them up by going to badmojo.com.au and entering the code BLUNTMAG10, that's all lowercase, and they'll give you 10% off your first order. This episode, we're joined by Moses Surveyor from Sydney. You might remember him as the lovable larrikin from the TV show Bondi Inc. Since then, he's opened up two shops and established himself as one of the heavy hitters in realism tattooing. So we covered pretty much everything from his time on Bondi Inc. to him opening up his two shops and a whole bunch more. So let's get into it. Moses, man, thank you so much for coming on. Super stoked to have you and really appreciate your time. No worries, Lou. Thanks for having me, bro. Oh, my pleasure, man. Um, yeah, in the, in the middle of lockdown, so it gives us, gives us all something to do. Um, man, so I've known, you, I've known you for a little bit, actually. You know, we go, yeah. we go back a bit. So, go I'm, back. yeah, for people that don't know, I, um, I met Moses on a show called Tattoo Tales. Which was um, filmed at Bondi Inc. Everyone just thinks it was the show Bondi Inc., but it wasn't. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. Since since then, you know, always been a real inspiration to me personally as an artist. So thank you for that. And um, man, just just like I've I've been watching you since then. Just absolutely kill it. You know, you've you've opened up some like two shops now and a real heavyweight in the in the Sydney tattoo industry. So. That's awesome, man. I want to sort of get started by like hearing your story, man. How did you? How did you start? How did it all happen? Was it, you know, take us back to a young Moses? <laughs> so I was in New Zealand. I graduated from architecture school, um, and from there I thought um, I need to go to Australia and apply for my masters and do all of this, do all of that. You know how it is. Um, being an islander. Uh, my mum kind of wanted at least one person to graduate. So that's why I'm like, oh, I'll go do this uni thing just for you, mum. I flew over in about, I think, 2013. And from there, we, um, from there I met up with my cousin that I hadn't seen in years. Um, he took me in for a, a couple months. I, I applied at Bondi, so I started the next day. Um, I had like very little to zero knowledge on how to tattoo so I kind of just winged it over there bro but you're obviously like you know uh, like into art beforehand and and drawing and stuff like that before yeah beforehand. That, yeah man so um high school pretty much all throughout my schooling years we've done art me and um, a couple other boys that are still doing it now they're graphic designers and whatnot but um yeah we, we kind of like I wouldn't say natural because we did work a little bit hard at it um you know the little quiet competitive style and from there I just um, got better and better you know the more you practice the craft the better you get so um, from there you kind of develop like a creative mind as you kind of go away because you don't just pick it up I mean anyone can copy a picture like if you're jumping on the kind of tattoo buzz which is um, what's happening right now I feel anyway um, you get a lot of good artists, but like creative wise, it's it's kind of lacking, eh? Because you know, everyone's man. doing the same thing now. The manipulate a couple pictures here on on um, procreate, 
photoshop and create yeah. and yeah i know everyone's gonna hate that but nah, nah, nah. For, <laughs> nah well man for, for everyone listening at home before we get into like the the crux of this all um what's your what's your instagram you know i'm sure you don't need any introduction but uh, what's what's your instagram how do people look you up so they know what we're sort of talking about and what we're dealing with today uh so it's uh my instagram handle is inkless.moses.tattoos so if you're feeling bored just jump on there and have a little keys are you still inkless yeah bro and it'll stay that way <laughs> i hope so bro but i've been looking at something but you know i don't know i'm too drop nuts bro it hurts well, too much right well at this point as well like if you're going to get anything it has to be just fucking awesome man like the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We're trying to keep up with you, Louis, bro. I've seen you a good, clean church boy, bro. Now look at you, man. With my glasses and everything. (laughs) No, but um, no, like obviously, you know, it's an example. It's an example of you know when hard work meets talent and sort of what it can become. And I think, you know, from from when I first met you, you were just you know an artist at a shop. You know, one of the biggest shops in you know the most famous shops in Australia which we'll, we'll get into a bit more later, but, um, you know, now, now you, you're owning, you're owning two shops, you know, you've, you're owning two powerhouse shops, Ink Arcade. So how did that all come about, man? Was it, yeah, how'd you so, go? Yeah. So carrying on from where I lost myself, um, <laughs> before I rudely interrupted. No, no, no. I went off topic. So, um, yeah. So I landed in Australia 2013, some, sometime in July, I think June, July, um, with my little experience, I of tattooing obviously I um, I went to Bondi because they asked me to come the following day to have an interview so I interviewed there I got in luckily um, I started pretty much tattooing the following day fuck from when I landed and I was sweating bullets but I pretty much knew almost nothing you know but I watched like everyone in the studio set up so I kind of like mimicked what they were doing I had like no ink so I was just asking around a couple other people were nice enough to lend me stuff. Um, yeah, so from there on, I kind of just picked up the um, picked up the buzz of tattooing. I got my first paycheck, so I scrapped my um, my uh, masters and my internship. I gave that a miss, and I was like, "Man, this is a lot of money. I'm gonna keep doing this." Yeah, my mum wasn't too way. happy. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. And then as I went, you know, they started talking about the show and all of this, and I was lucky and fortunate enough to be part of it, bro. Yeah, cool. So, was your first? Had you done any tattooing before you went to Bondi, or that was that was it? No, I did. I did. Um, so I ordered a kit off eBay maybe a year prior to me landing in Sydney, a year, a year and a half. Um, and I done. I think I had tattooed about six or seven people. They were all my family, so they were just my guinea pigs. Um, they're not too happy. They're still nagging me for tattoos. <laughs> some freebies man yeah and um yeah pretty much just kind of went off what i had already kind of learned and a little bit of youtube the night before and here you go bro no that's cool man that's a credit to them you know they're able to see sort of what you could become and the potential obviously in there your your art must have been must have spoken for itself at the time Mm -hmm. um i mean in terms of working at bondi it's kind of obviously getting thrust into the deep end hey you know it's like yeah, going from nothing into, I'd say probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the busiest shops in Australia. You know, one of the I, one of the yeah. most famous, one of the, the most the well-known. Busi- I think it's the busiest shop in Australia. I don't think there is a busier shop than Bondi. Eh? Yeah, every time I go there, it's just chockers and yeah, you can barely even fit in there. 
Yeah, you remember when you came, man? Damn, and we were filming. We had to keep some of the people out, man. So, how was that busy studio? How was that filming? Because I know, I know when I was there, and I was obviously only there getting tattooed. I kind of want to put on my Instagram bio like tattoo tales, and people just assume it's like (laughs) that I was tattooing. (laughs) Man, it is what it is, bro. You throw whatever you want up. (laughs) But how is it like you know with a camera in your face? Because I know like. You know, tattooing itself is stressful enough, you know? Yeah. You know, you're worrying about fucking 50 different things going on, let alone a camera in your face. And then, you know, I know... Because I got tattooed by Crash when I was there. Mm. And, like, two or three times they'd come in and be like, Oi, um, you guys had a good conversation, but the audio was a bit shit. Can you have that conversation again? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, how do we... What do you mean have that conversation again? I don't remember what we spoke about. And, like, he's trying to concentrate. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> so how, how was that, having, like, cameras in your face and, like, that whole process? Um, so at first it was a bit, um, you, you get a bit nervous. So your tattoos kind of starts taking the hit because yeah. <laughs> you're more thinking about, you know, um, trying not to sound scripted, trying not to do this, trying not to do that. And then by the end of your tattoo, you're like, oh, I won't tell him that it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> after every but, tattoo, uh, fuck, that's, I'm stoked, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But after every, um, but after every, you know, um, the more time you get under the camera, the better you get, the more you kind of feel like it's second nature or it's becoming second nature. Um, yeah, so it's just a thing. It's like anything, bro. You just keep doing it and doing it. It becomes... But at first, bro, you're really sweating bullets, bro. Because then they like, stop, you can't say that. It's too many arms, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it gets a bit... Yeah, it gets a bit annoying, but, you know, get used to it. Yeah. How do you feel like when you watch, I mean, I'm assuming you watch the shows back afterwards. Like, no way, bro. Oh, you didn't watch it? No chance. Oh, man. okay. <laughs> no chance. Oh, there goes my next question. Cause I was going to say, I was going to, you know, on the show to me anyway, like it seemed like you were like the laughable larrikin kind of guy, which, you know, I know you to be from, yeah, from yeah. how I know you anyway. And I just wanted to sort of get your opinion as to whether like that's actually how you were and how, you know, how you were portrayed on TV. Was that actually how you are as a person but fuck if you didn't watch it <laughs> we can't nah, talk about that but bro do you want to know something funnier how they came up with my character bro mm. oh, so, so they I came would... up with your character <laughs> yeah they came up oh, with my okay. character my personality bro oh. so my personality is just normal but yeah. the reason why that like they kind of figured that that was my character um, was because I kept coming late to the call in times <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'd rock up late guy. bro <laughs> I'd rock up late. Um, we'd all, everyone would be huddled in this meeting, and I'd try and sneak in. Bro, I'd get like my head torn off right in front of everyone. So I'd do my little shitty one-liners. Like my, like everyone would. Oh, the the team leader would be like, um, okay, giving out all these rules, and like obviously I know the rules are because I'm run rocking up late. It's all kind of directed to me indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> and no one so I'll do my <laughs> yeah. So I'd do my little one-liners in the end of the whole meeting when everything was quiet and the whole crowd would just burst out in laughter. They would all be serious, but... Um, yeah, look, some of you are coming late all the time. Yeah, it's just yeah. you. So, yeah, it's just me. so I'd bust in my little one-liners right at the end and everyone would laugh. And I'd do this like pretty much every time because I don't want the filming to be awkward. And then they were like, you know what, since you're always late, since you're a clown, you can be the clown on the whole thing. And that's yeah. how I came up with it. So well, they just I found said, that, Act normal. Yeah, I found that to be sort of how I know you anyway. 
yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought, it. I thought it was it was a likable character, and I'm not saying that some people on that particular show weren't likable characters, but it's definitely you know when when it comes to a TV production, it's always so heavily edited, you know, and like especially shows like Ink Master and stuff like that, you always yeah, there has to be you know a villain or two, and there has to be this person and that person, and they kind of have to fit a character. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think they try to keep it as natural with me as they could because they couldn't really tell me to say stuff because I wasn't really doing it. Yeah. Now, uh, well, how did um how did that like positively or negatively affect your career? Like, was that like for you like the best thing ever, or was it something that you're like, oh fuck, I wish I didn't do that? I don't know, man. Like all my mates, that's the only time I'm like I'm wishing I wasn't on that damn thing because mm. all my mates they always like give me my one liners back. <laughs> <laughs> They would message me like stupid shit, like um, whatever I my dialogue from the from the episode they saw. They would message it to me, and I'd be like trying to pick it up. I know this fool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only time. But other than that, I don't think it's really affected me too much. Eh? Yeah, I think cool. if anything, it might have made it better. Who knows? Yeah, like man? build build a bit of a following. Yeah, from it's that ha- it's helped me out on Insta a lot. So yeah, cool, yeah, cool, it's good. And yeah, it, it, I guess like it, it is because, you know, you're obviously a, quite a likable person um, that, you know, it does that, you know, if, like, especially if you're portrayed as a dickhead on TV, it can have yeah. obviously the opposite effect. And, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, half it. these guys on Ink Master, you get on their, on their Instagram and it's just hate because they just seemed like a dickhead on TV. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. man, it's working for Floyd though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to change our characters, you and me, Louis. <laughs> I know, I just become, I mean, I'm a dickhead anyway, but I just become more of a dickhead, so I get more followers. Oh, the crack up. Oh. oh, yeah, sweet. Oh, so remember that time we ca- we caught up on the camera? Oh, man, I felt like I'd known you for years, bro. I know, it, it was easy, it was good. I wasn't even getting tattooed, it was my missus' episode. You were tattooing Kate, my missus. Well, yeah. I've got two kids too now, but you were tattooing her. Oh, good man. I know, I know. Um... Yeah, you were tattooing her, and then the whole episode was just us two talking. Yeah, talking. Yeah, I was like, oh, don't worry about the portrait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. What one thing that is cool, I mean, and, and interesting for me anyway, like like knowing you as like you know a, like a, a a nice laugh laughing kind of joking around kind of guy, and having that backed up on TV, you know, to then hear that you you know you obviously that's one side of you, but you've got the business mind as well, you know, mm-hmm. to to open up now two pretty yeah. like really successful shops you know how, how did that come about did you always want to open up the shops or was it kind of something that someone was like oh moses you need to fucking do this and that or how yeah. did that all happen um man i'm gonna sound like one of those uh motivational guys eh not good but, um, <laughs> you kind of i was it was always in the back of my mind bro because i when i first started bondi i kind of like um, put it all together you know like the owners of the place, the workers, how it all works, um, what are they doing, what are other people doing, and you kind of just kind of, um, you really just um, kind of bring it all into existence, you kind of think it all up and you kind of manifest it. I, I thought of it like ever since I started, because I was just judging it by the characters I was working for, you know, like all of that kind of comes into play before you actually um take that that leap um so i kind of just taken their blueprint and just duplicated it but not just only like the stuff that i liked about it not so much the 
the other stuff that yeah give it the moses flavor and like improve upon in your opinion what what could be improved yeah just how i would like it using um what's already working yeah for sure for sure no and i think um i mean because when you like how long is how long is the cronulla one because that was the first one how long has that one been open now so cronulla has been open for um almost it's five years now so it's it's just started its sixth year so we started off rebranding bro so we're not called um for um Incarcade anymore oh shit i've fucked up <laughs> no no we just rebranded right before covid locked us all down so okay okay yeah so we'll do an opening for that soon um we're called uh the fourth gallery yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. okay so, well th- this will come out this episode will come out after you do after, all that yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. oh so, sweet yeah yeah that we call the fourth gallery we want to take another approach on it and we're just kind of using Cronulla as like a um like a guinea pig eh? to see we're not going to use any like tattoo words or ink or anything we just want to see how it goes really we're experimenting bro are you doing anything different like shop wise or, or yeah is it- so we've changed the whole fit out to be um gallery like so we're trying to portray um, get rid of the stigma of being, you know, underground, being tattooy. Um, not saying we're changing the industry, we're just doing it for ourselves. We just sure. kind of take a different approach um, and be a bit more, um, we're trying to give that stigma of being more creative more than we are just underground and um, and we're not part of the, we don't follow the rules, all of this stuff that everyone kind of has already put together for us so more of like a full-on culture thing as opposed to just yeah, tattoos change the culture the ta- yeah so we are we now have like um a gallery a gallery like fit out where we display art um that isn't tattooing that has nothing to do with tattooing we'll see how that goes man it might work it might not you never know yeah cool do, yeah. do you do a lot of art outside of tattooing yeah man so I draw a lot. Um, I still do a lot of like charcoal, like realism stuff. Um, I'm trying to do some uh, oils, but I'm more acrylic kind of person. Um, yeah. What about yourself, Louis? You 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 still working the um, outside of tattooing? You still doing nah. all the heavy ink work? Nah, nah. Look, to be honest, like since I moved down from Sydney, because uh, I'm four hours south of Sydney, I've Jeez. kind of yeah, just got myself in a real lucky situation where there's not too many shops around and this shop that I'm at um, has a really good name. So I'm kind of just piggybacking off that and, and getting, the, getting the clients that, that they've built up over the last 20 years. So uh, just super busy tattooing. And um, I don't know, it kind of gets to the point where when you're so busy tattooing that you don't, for, for me anyway, which is bad, I shouldn't say this, but like almost don't want to do stuff outside of tattooing, you know, art-wise, yeah. which, which sucks. It's yeah. like, you know, like if you're a chef and you don't want to, cook yeah, when you get home, home bro. yeah so that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I'm I'm just struggling to keep my head above the water with the, my current <laughs> designs and stuff <laughs> um yeah but yeah now yeah, lock, lockdown I did a bit you know weren't like last year anyway we're currently not in lockdown yeah 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 we're far far away from from that but um Can't yeah, believe nah, quick you picked it up right oh hard hard work hard work so yeah. you're hard work plus talent i'm just hard work nah man <laughs> hard work too bro that's about it uh, <laughs> nah man well so are both shops um are both shops called fourth gallery or is it just a so, one? 
we labelled the, we just done the fit out to Cronulla, just about to move in um, prior to the lockdown. That one's called Fourth Gallery. The next studio is we're rebranding after the lockdown to be called the Fifth Gallery. Oh, cool. Um, and we're, our website is um, branded as the Tattoo Galleries. Yeah, so cool. So see any time we put tattoo in our whole. I just want to see if it's going to work, eh, this experiment. Oh, I'm sure it'll work. I mean, yeah. like looking at the roster of artists you got, and, and you, can, you can shout some out in a second. Um, <laughs> but like, obviously, you know, Top notch, top notch artists, and you know, I think people that know you already, there's no way it can't work. You know, yeah, when you went, so, yeah, <laughs> no, nah, that's cool, man. And I think, um, you know, when you did open the shops, it was long enough ago that like it was still kind of, kind of hard to open a shop. You know, like yeah, you know, these days is kind of especially with with the last lockdown that happened when yeah. when everyone came back, there were just like, fuck, five, ten, fifteen new shops in Sydney all of a sudden. Like, yeah, where the hell did all it. these shops happen? I like, know, man. all of a sudden, everyone's got a private studio as well. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, shit. Like, well, you remember the time I came in was, um, and you would have been, you would have seen it during um, the, your missus getting tattooed at the Tattoo Tales. That's when the whole bikey underground industry had had like good grasp on our uh, industry. You know? I didn't want to say that if you didn't want to talk about it. But yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, it was a lot harder. To, yeah, man. To open the shops. And you know what's funny, bro? When we should I talk about it? Of course, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent, man. So, yeah, absolutely. So when we when I first um, came out to Cronulla, I was still in Bondi. So I started um, looking for some locations, um, and I thought, man, Cronulla's there's a little tattoo shop in the in the arcade. So I thought I'd give it a good run. So I said, yeah, I'll set up here. I set up here to see if the um, council will let me open up. So as I was opening up, I had done all my approvals, DA, everything. And then one day, um, we get a couple um, tattooed up looking dudes rock up to our shop. So it was all boarded up. But um, they were like, okay, we want to talk to the dudes. We want to talk to the dudes that are running this place. And I was like, okay. Um, He's, I think he's here tomorrow. So I got my brother. <laughs> so I got my brother and I told him, bring your boys and bring yeah. your, and, and come here. These guys want to meet up with you. Pretend you're the owner. So he rocks up, him and his mate, and my cousins were there. And then um, these two like uh, jacked up dudes or fully tatted head to toe. The ones that asked, they rocked up and they looked over at the cafe. And I think they kind of put it together who, who yeah. was at the shop. So they looked over. Um, and then they looked at each other and then they turned around the other way and left and then yeah. you never heard anything about it. So I guess I was lucky to have my, my family eh? oh, to man, help I mean, me open the studio. Yeah, man. it's like, you got friends, I got friends too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just some Kiwis, bro, just rocked oh. up like a year ago. <laughs> oh man, like, you just imagine like being those dudes, like looking over and like, yeah, pro probably, yeah, I think these guys are good guys. We'll just head. Let's <laughs> yeah. crack up. Uh, so that that's was, awesome, like, man. Like, that, that's that's like fucking brave as hell you know like and, oh, and man, now it's my nuts yeah <laughs> and now it's you know it's obviously not i mean it might be like that i don't know in a shop i don't know but like i'd assume it's not like that anymore there's too I'm many sure. like just random artists opening up shops to for, mm. for them to probably even keep tabs on anyway well that's it man and plus i think they kind of realize that the new studios that are opening up now have nothing to do with anything they're about so and and all of these new rules 
sorry, um, all of these new rules, the New South Wales licensing, all of that stuff starts to take a, an effect anyway on what they're trying to do. And so it's good. We're still recovering from how they were running our industry, you know? Mm. So a lot of people still like even relocating from the studio that the old studio we were into this new one with more space um, that we were still getting uh, kind of like negative feedback from some of the public, you know, so yeah, right. it still has that stigma, man. So. Yeah. So like you, you opened up pretty close to this existing shop. Yep. Are they still around? So they have relocated to a bigger studio as well. Um, I think they were there for like years, man, like 10 years or something before they relocated. Um, so it's good. I, I feel like we've had an effect on them too. You know, like yeah. we've helped them get out of the the little alleyway they were in with their two-man team. Yeah. Because um, we were called Ink Arcade, right? Yeah. And they were in an arcade. Yeah, right. So a lot of our, I'm pretty sure a lot of our phone calls were going to the wrong place. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm Moses, I'm yeah, Moses, come in. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. And vice versa, we'd get some of their people come through as well. So it was a good hand-in-hand kind of um, movement for that little studio. And Like, man, I'm all for the idea of, you know, open up a studio, competition, keeping it healthy, man. I'm all for that. I, I have nothing against it. So if we can help you get out of that little alleyway, we could. Yeah, cool. Are, are you friends with some of those guys now or? Nah. nah, I've never met them, bro. Yeah, right. I've never met them. I should go down and say hi. I'm pretty dirty. But nah, it's I pretty funny here too. There's there's two shops down here. I've never met the, the other dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm too shy more than anything, bro. I don't want to go. Oh, nah, there. they're too scared to meet Moses the Superstar. They don't want to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll grow some and go down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, how did the... um? So when did you, when did you start the second shop? Out um, West. So the second shop we started uh, a year and a half after Cronulla. So that one's coming up to its fifth year almost. Um, we did the fit out ourselves. So we kind of learned that um, chucking a whole bunch of cash into a fit out isn't the way to do it. Mm. You can kind of do a lot of the things yourself um, before you, know, you need like the tradies and all that to do the plumbing the electrical but other than that man everything's doable um so we did the fit out to our, um, ourselves in that mall and they kind of let us kind of yeah cool um and that's how we managed to keep costs down and open the new location so that's been running for almost five years it's coming up now um and it's doing pretty good man because it's a different like it's a different crowd out there so their expectations for tattoos a little different as well. I don't want to say low, high, you know. Yeah, no, um, just different, different flavor. Just, yeah, man, different. Their expectations are um, different. Yeah, D- different pricing as well, and <laughs> different all that sort pricing, of stuff as my well. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, a fun gig out there when you're. You need to come down. You oh need man, to come down. I've, my last like four trips from Sydney, like to Sydney, have just been like cancelled. Just because of like every single time, there's like, just happens to be an outbreak here or an outbreak yeah, there or man. some it's fucking. Too risky oh, now, man. Oh, it's too it's risky just getting to travel, boring, man. man. Like fucking hell. Yeah, you need to come down, bro. Let yeah. me know when you want to come down for a little geese as well. Absolutely, Take man. I need around. some. I need some Moses tattoos. That's what I need. <laughs> you come down, my friend. I got you. 
Ah, oh, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> um, one thing that, that I noticed when you did open um, the Cronulla one, um, which was really cool, was that you had like a little, I don't know if it was a, a, like a some kind of ceremony, or like yeah, a cultural yeah, ceremony yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I, was, I was watching and I was like, that's just the coolest ever. You know, and <laughs> yeah. What 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 was that about? Like, is that something that like, you know, because I know nothing about any kind of Polynesian culture, and I don't want to yeah. sound stupid about it, but like, is that something that like a lot of businesses will do? Like, um, so I'm not sure, but it's in in my culture. I'm Samoan descent, so um, full. So my mum and dad are both uh, full blooded Samoans. So we are like heavily invested in christianity and all of that stuff so my mum just got together a pastor like some of the old family members her cousins or whatever she calls them never even seen these people before um and they just got together we done a little opening like nothing too intense um did a big prayer and and i i, I feel like that that has a lot to do with like the success of the studio man so hopefully we can do that again in here when it opens up. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. I just thought that was the coolest thing, like bringing bringing your culture, and it's not something that yeah. you see often. It's usually just like a, a huge party or something like that. But you know, <laughs> we'll do both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, as man. Um, as far as like as far as conventions go, I never see you at conventions. Do you do? Not really, man. I try to stay away, eh? Yeah. Because there's too many heavy hitters out there, bro. We all oh, do the same what do you stuff, mean? man. What do you we mean? We all do the same stuff. Nah. Um, look, if I was... Um, if I was... I'm not really trying to promote myself too much. I don't know why, but... Um, I think I'm busy enough as it is. And plus, I'm real lazy. So, <laughs> no, setting up... Setting up and breaking down like I'm lazy in that sense like I can't be bothered doing all that stuff So taking all of my equipment to a convention setting up That's just too much effort. So yeah for the sake of it Like, you know, I guess the whole the whole point of it is to sort of build like, you know, promote your business, but You're doing that anyway, you know for the the sake (laughs) of doing a convention like fuck I'm not gonna drop Thousands of dollars for it if I don't need to for sure sure. like I would I usually the only time I usually do it is when some of the boys like they ask me come We'll go to a booth now. Okay, I'll come out But other than that man, I only go to visit the conventions say hi to some of the artists that I am kind of familiar with and some of the ones that I like yeah, but other than that, man, I kind of, we kind of know everyone in Sydney, eh? Like, all the artists kind of know each other, they or they've heard of each other, so we, the old hi and what's up. And... I think that's cool, and I don't know if it's like that around around the world, but yeah, definitely in Sydney, you know, everyone's yeah. pretty supportive of each other. Yeah, you know? that's it. Yeah, it's it a is a real community, kind of, man. Yeah, like, you know, everyone's hoping that everyone else is killing it, too. Well, that's it. That's what I mean, man. Like, over here, it's a different kind of vibe. Um, not with everyone, but with the majority of like owners, you know, there's plenty of work to go around, so we kind of um, feed off each other. There's a little bit of competition, but it's always healthy, you know, to have it. Yeah, and um, that's what makes that's what makes everyone get better. That's it, man. So, like you and me, Louis, you know, you look <laughs> up to me, I look up to you. Oh, yeah. You know? So this guy, right? Oh, whatever. <laughs> you don't need to look up to me for anything, man. No, I, I do, my friend. You don't oh. know these things, man. Oh, that's too kind that's too kind um chopping chopping back a bit um 
in terms of your art, you know, outside of outside of tattooing, um, and before you were tattooing, was it because you obviously you know these days you're known as one of the one of the heavy hitters in in realism, you know? Um, no, nah, fuck off, man. You are, you are, and you know that, man. But like, was in terms of in terms of your art before tattooing, yeah. I know, you said you were doing architecture. Yeah. Did that did that help? You know, with your art beforehand, or and and also, was it always realism? Of course, man. So in architecture, we have a few um, like compulsory things that we need to do, like uh, like life drawing and all of that. So that all that all really helped me um, cross over to realism um, for my tattooing, man. So. Uh, I'd learned a lot of things about drawing as fast as I can, picking up certain methods, and I put that all into um, when I first started as well. So, um, for example, they would make us draw like almost a full figure in like five minutes. Uh, you'd take like the the main parts that you need to create an illusion that this person is on your page. Um, so, taking that, and I would kind of have a look at how other people were doing things. Um, their methods and I would try and break it down as quickly as I can so that I didn't look like an amateur when I first started off in Bondi. So a lot of those things um, played a big role in um, in my career really, eh? Yeah, I'm like, still working like on perspective, it, light and shade and all that sort of stuff. I imagine yeah, that that's each it. of that would have been in, yeah. Yeah, well it's all like shapes and shades at the end of the day, eh? That we're just doing, creating illusions that um, it's just who does it um, better than others. That's all it is, eh? No, that's cool. That, that, that's awesome, man. Um, again, chopping back, and, and this will probably get edited, like, you know, this bit might yeah, come before probably. other bits and all that sort of shit. Um, <laughs> as far as, like, an actual apprenticeship, so it obviously sounds like you didn't have, I mean, what's called an, a conventional apprenticeship, you know? Yeah. So these days, like, everyone's apprenticeship's different, yeah. you know? Um, so, like, you didn't have the whole you know, making the needles, doing all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Were you on were you on coils when you first started or was it rotaries um, or how did what did you do? So one of the guys I was working uh, with at the time, his name was Elliot. Old school dude. He um, showed me how to make my own needles while I was there. So, so I wasn't tattooing all the time. He was. So he'd quickly bring in all his equipment. He would show me how to make needles. Um, there was a dude called Will there. He was a, a poly dude. I know he did. Um, he did some of this, some of that. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Will Billy. and Crash. So, <laughs> Billy. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, thanks, Billy. Uh, yeah. So he would show uh, him um, himself. Crash. They would uh, assist in helping me get as good as I could, and they knew that I hadn't done an apprenticeship, but they were, you know, about that apprenticeship life, about making sure you you do your time. Um, you know those old school styles. So I, I really um, admire those guys for you know helping me, for pulling me across, um, showing me the ropes. So I did a mini kind of mini um, apprenticeship, like getting that apprenticeship, that that old school mindset into what's yeah, not man. necessarily a conventional apprenticeship. That's it, man. And I was a sponge, you know, like I still am. I hope so. Um, I took it all in, you know. Um, doesn't matter how their delivery was, I still took it all in and made sure I made it work, eh? So, uh, I really give 
um, a lot of credit to those dudes for helping me out, man. So I do know how to make needles, believe it or not. Yeah. Louis, I do know how to make needles. Any what a stupid assumption by me. <laughs> and of course he does. Thanks, Louis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I do know how to make needles. I do know how to build a machine to a point. I did start off with a coil. Um, I'm not loyal to the coil, yeah. but, you know, I do have a bias towards a coil over a, um, over a normal, uh, what do we call them, rotary. Rotary. So, so, so you're still sometimes using coils even now? Nah, I never nah. use coils. I just, like, reminisce about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I always think, man, if this was a coil, this would have pulled this line like butter, yeah. you know? So, um, I do have my moments where I do, but then it's the exchanging of, you know, um, coil needles. That's where it stops me. Oh, fuck that. Like compared it's to, compared to cartridges. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Cartridges boom, boom. just click on, click off, you know? Yeah. And, um, if, you know, if a coil was like that, I don't, it probably is, I'm probably going to get shut down. But if I had found a coil like that, I would probably use a coil. Because yeah. I just like the sound, the feel, the weight, um, and it really guides. It almost feels like the coil, the coil is guiding your hand instead of the other way around. The know? machine really doing the work yeah, for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. It stays so still. Well, it's funny, like you, you know, you talk, especially like when you're talking about music. You know, a lot of people going old school, like listening to vinyls because of like the purity of it, you know, and yeah. the warmth of the of the music sound. Same as same as coil. Like I, that's how I sort of relate it to tattooing. Anyway, you know, it's the like just the purity of using a coil to the point where you know there's a lot of rotaries that are sort of mimicking the coil kind of deal like you know your your dan cubans and you know your q luna and all these ones that have that armature bar and still still do mm. that sort of thing and and make that noise and that kind of thing and, and they're they're the cool rotaries you know <laughs> yeah they are the i think i need to invest in one of these eh? yeah. and move away from this pen business yeah well, what are you running at the moment Oh man, I, you know when the pen first came out, they brought them Cheyenne pens out. Yeah, that's I'm still running that. So I don't know. I'm one of those um, creatures of habit, man. So if I like something and it's not really doing me wrong, I'm just gonna keep at it. Really, yeah, like, for sure. I try and reduce the amount of um, excuses I have yep. for my pieces so that I don't go blaming the bar, the armature bar, the coils weak, all of this stuff, the coil wrap. I try and um, keep it as uh, black and white as I can so that I know it's just it's my fault not the tattoo machine not the skin you know for so, sure yeah, yeah I'm yeah. the opposite I'm like oh yeah no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not as good it must be the machine no I've got, I've got to get a new type of machine this next machine's going to be the the, the the liner that I need <laughs> nah yeah. hey, your work's just not my saying lack that of at all my friend <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome man well I've kept you for quite a long time, and um, before we wrap, I just want to—I want to ask, like, in, as far as your bookings and stuff like that go, how far along are you booked out? Obviously, at the moment with COVID, like, who really knows when we're gonna when we're gonna be able to get back into it, and when you yeah. can even start taking bookings? You know, probably a month's worth of bookings pushed back. But yeah, how far along are you booked out? How do people contact you? How do they book in? How does that all um, go? So you can't DM me because I don't really answer those. But I'm booked out for a year, um, and it's paused at the moment, and I have a lot of DMs coming through to see if I can do COVID tattoos. Yeah. Um, no, because <laughs> I'm already lazy enough as it is. Um, but yes, I'm out for a year. Um, 
you can do the odd squeeze in the little piece here and there if I'm feeling it. Um, but you can uh, email our studio, which would be the fourth gallery at the gal the tattoo galleries dot com. Yeah, cool. There you go. And who who are some of the who who are some of the people that work with you? You know, if they can't get tattooed by you, um, like there's obviously a fuckload of capable and awesome artists that work with you. Yeah. I don't want to say under you because you probably don't look at it that way. That work with you. Yeah, who are some of those guys? Um, so th we have a crew of I think like seventeen or nineteen. Oh fuck! So yeah, you don't um, have to say them all. You'll pick. probably miss out a few people. I got your dog. You take your say. pick, man. <laughs> yeah. If you jump onto our Instagram, you have half of them on one and the other half on the other. But yep. um, there's about five of us that are, that can do a similar style to me. Um, but man, we try and stay pretty versatile in our studios anyway. Like Vili can do whatever I can do. Um, Ink to Empire. Woo. Oh yes, that's my boy, man. Um, you know, like John B. Still hang, we still kick it. You know, me and John B. from Tattoo Tales. You remember him? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, that guy's ledge. Yeah. So um, there's a few other people, but they're all up and we kind of, um, I kind of trained a lot of them to to where they are now. So we have a lot of apprentices, or we did have a lot of apprentices. They're all up and coming now, um, like fine art students, graphic designers. So. Um, keep an eye out and take your pick really yeah it's cool for shop owners hey because now there's like a whole generation of like artists and like yeah. just gun you know drawers yeah, and right. designers that are like all right sick if i can teach you tattooing then yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck you could be whatever <laughs> that's right bro <laughs> right. oh man moses thank you so much for coming on brother like really appreciate your time i know you're a busy guy and you know lucky enough to catch you in this sort of lockdown period <laughs> where you where you got a minute to breathe and um man just Awesome dude. Check him out. It's inkless.moses.tattoos. Correct? Yeah, man. Yep. That's it. Check him out. Give him a follow. Anyone that's that's listened to this doesn't need to know that. They're listening to this because of you, <laughs> not because of me. But um, yeah, no, I re really appreciate your time, brother. And um, man, so good to see you and have a chat. Likewise, my friend. You stay safe, eh? Awesome. You too, brother.